0: Hello, and welcome to Chatting, a podcast where people chat about how they learn and use English. My name is Sam, I'm a CELTA teacher and a performer, and I have a particular interest in pronunciation and expression. In each episode, non-native and native speakers will chat about their experiences with English, share their advice, and, at the end, I'll give some pronunciation tips for you to take away and practise. So, ready? Let's get chatting! This episode, I'm chatting with Maria. As we were online, you might hear a few glitches or gremlins, which is good for your listening skills. We chatted about accents, spelling difficulties and formal and informal language. But I started by asking Maria to tell me a little bit about herself.
1: Uh, So I'm a Portuguese. I've lived in Portugal most of my life. And it was only like four years ago that we moved abroad.
0: Did you have an experience of learning English before you left? Or was it just school English, university English? Yeah, just school.
1: And I went through university as well because I studied tourism. So we had to have English or any other foreign languages. Most people just stopped studying English uh, in the ninth grade so
0: that would be around
1: 15 or 16 year old.
0: Okay and so when you were at university were your studies in English or Portuguese with some English? Yeah, It would be mostly
1: Portuguese and uh, we also had the English class of course and most of the so tourism we also had tour guide training and we would go around the country with the teachers, and we would uh, simulate presentations to the class as if we, if they were the, the tourist group, and we were the tour guide, and we would make the presentation, and it would be evaluated. So those presentations were always in the foreign language.
0: When you were in Scotland, where were you in Scotland? In Dundee. How did you find the accent?
1: Fascinating. Uh, it was very hard uh, because uh, although I did work. Mostly in English. I was working in a hotel as a receptionist back home as well. Mm -hmm. But I also had the time, there were two years before we left to the UK, where I didn't speak English at all. I was working with Portuguese public client. And uh, so suddenly only speaking Portuguese and suddenly moving to Dundee, uh, it was a challenge.
0: And did you have much of an international customer base or was it mainly Scottish people Uh, So the job I got
1: was hotel receptionist. And uh, in Dundee, I guess you you do get a lot of tourists, foreign tourists, but it's mostly during the summer. After that, throughout the year, like there's like those two, three months after that is is mostly uh, people from the UK or business tourism, but that would be Other languages, of course, but still uh, very little, mostly people from the
0: UK. So I wonder, in your experience, what do you think is easy about English as a language? I guess it would depend from
1: where you come from, yes. So Portuguese has a lot of sounds in the language. So the, the sounds in English are not difficult for us, I would say easy to me I think it was the grammar coming from a latin-based language <laughs> English is a lot easier I would say I
0: thought I found it very easy and do you feel that it's easy to communicate in English like do you ever feel nervous when you start speaking English or do you think oh no it's okay people will understand me
1: um sometimes I might so the the sentence structure might get a bit confused with Portuguese or Italian or any other language that I've studied so sometimes it will switch the verb and the subject or something like that but usually not really bothered by it.
0: So then opposite of that then what do you find difficult about the English language? I mean the answer might be nothing but is there anything that you find difficult?
1: Uh, spelling sometimes, perhaps, uh, because the sounds are not exactly, uh, to us, I mean, to Portuguese, <laughs> what is written is not exactly what we would say. <laughs> so the sounds to us are very different from what is written. But then again, uh, we've always been surrounded by English back home. So we have the, the movies and the series, we don't dub them. The music is also mostly imported from the UK or America. The actors have their original voices, the the singers, obviously, there's the original voices. So we are very surrounded by English, and I I feel like that helped a lot. Something that my teachers hated. Oh, really? And always rated me were like, speak proper English. <laughs> <I could laughs> never give the, the British accent.
0: Yeah, this is interesting, isn't it? So I was going to ask you, do you think your English is more American English or British English?
1: I honestly, from my point of view, I can't tell. I, I don't actually listen to me speaking. So I had to ask my colleagues in the UK, well, what is my accent? Where, where do you think I'm from? And And they were confused because they were like, Well, the vocabulary is American, but the accent is not. But it's not (laughs) English either. So uh, they would be, sometimes they would ask me if I was Polish. Sometimes they ask me if I was German. I
0: don't know. Do you think it matters, the accent? Is it important?
1: Uh, I think the only relevance to the accent would be if you can understand it. I guess the only problem you would have with an accent is if you can understand it well or not.
0: Yeah, Otherwise,
1: I don't think it's relevant.
0: This idea of proper English, I find really interesting because we're more in an international English situation, I think, with so many people speaking English but everybody influencing it from their own first language or from what they watch or what they listen to. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you try to do that that makes it more proper English, do you think? Accent-related? No. What about vocabulary-wise, to be proper English? Do you think about the words you use? Yeah, like, for example, you have lift and elevator. Yeah. And,
1: but in Portuguese... That word is elevador, so I would always use elevator. That was always what came to mind first. So I wouldn't be bothered if I was picking British or American. I just, what is the word? Elevator. there you go.
0: What skills then, what English skills, like grammar, vocabulary, pronunciation, would you improve if you could?
1: Pronunciation always. I still make errors, like sometimes I would say... Accessories, and then people will <laughs> correct me. Accessories, I think you
0: mean. Ah, <laughs> you know, like, accessories. Oh,
1: accessories. Yeah. Yeah. So my, I don't know why I always say accessories first, <laughs> and then I correct myself, no wait, accessories. So certain things like that, and grammar, obviously. So I'm aware that I still need to study grammar, not, for, not forget the grammar rules and things like that. And I found that after spending two years without speaking English, I never thought I would forget that much. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I try as much as I can to use English and listen to English and thinking in English as
0: much as I can. If you compare Portuguese to English, are the Portuguese with the language stricter or more informal than English? Like, do you have to make the structures correct before people understand you? Or can you put words together and you think, oh, I understand what you mean?
1: There is liberty with the structure in the sentence, but there are certain conjugations that they need to be on that place, otherwise it wouldn't make sense at all. And I guess it is a lot more formal. In the UK, I felt like people would always be treating themselves by you, not really a need for, for mister or sir, or they were a lot more informal. Okay. And Portugal, you still have a lot of the surf thing.
0: Ah, now, is that in writing or speaking? So, I'm, I imagine in your work in the hotel, you were very formal.
1: Yes, even though people were very informal with me, I still needed to be right. <laughs> formal with them. But uh. in everyday life, like in Portugal, if you don't know that person... Like if it's a business situation or even a shopping situation or even a friend of a friend, sometimes you might be a bit formal with them. So we use the sir kind of
0: prepositions and and conjugations instead of the you. Okay, one final question then, Maria. What advice would you give an English learner to help them? Have fun. Find whatever you enjoy and find
1: topics or things related with a topic that are in the language you're learning in this case try finding as much as you can in English it's something that in that you enjoy that don't make it a task or something that will drain you like if you have to like music listen to music get the lyrics sing the sing along and things like that
0: I think that's fabulous do you have a favorite song you like to sing <laughs> uh, not really I listen to a lot of stuff <laughs> so not really uh, Maria's advice to have fun when learning English is an important one. The one word Maria said she sometimes finds difficult is accessories. This word has four syllables or beats, and the important stress is on beat two accessories Ba-ba-ba-ba. accessories a good word for you to practice So this episode's pronunciation tip is linked to spelling in English and how some words are difficult to spell because. As Maria said, what is written is not always what we would say. So let's look at three examples of words that learners typically find difficult to pronounce because the spelling doesn't match the sound. First, the feeling you have after a long day just before bed. T-I-R-E-D When we spell the word, many learners naturally pronounce the R, tired. But, we actually want to change the R sound for a Y sound. Tired. Practice with this sentence. I'm so tired today. Next, a line where people wait in a shop or at the bank. Q, U, E, U, E. When we spell the word, many learners want to pronounce the Q and U as As in quiet or quite, but the sound needs to be a hard k. Q. Practice with this sentence. Why is the Q so long? Finally, a perfect place for a holiday. I S L A N D. This is a great example of a silent consonant. When we spell the word, Learners want to pronounce the S as either an S, like the country Iceland, or a Z, Iceland. But we actually don't need S or Z, island. Practice with this sentence, I want to go to a tropical island. Final practice sentence, I'm tired of the queue on this island. over to you to practice so there we are the transcript of this episode is available to read on the podcast's webpage so take a look join me next time for more pronunciation tips more advice and most importantly more chatting my thanks again to Maria and for her music A massive thanks to the wonderful Mara Carlisle. Bye for now.